Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We have a new guest joining us in the studio. Peter Moshendo is a governance expert. He's been here before. He's here to talk about the cost of living. Thank you for joining us again, Peter. Most welcome. It's always an honor to be here. Mm. The last time we were here, we were talking about the government and its focus. Yes. The focus appeared to have been in all these things. There were political rallies by the opposition. Mm-hmm. There were political rallies by the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, has that changed? We are still seeing rallies by the opposition and prayer rallies by the government. And the conversation about the cost of living somehow seems to have taken a back foot. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this and I say this without fear of contradiction. Mm. Because this is a fact. I, I am a villager. Typically, I'm a villager. I live in a village. Mm. It's only that I come to town to work. But uh, I, am, uh, I am a villager naturally. Mm. Every other evening when I'm heading home, I'll probably pop by the town and uh, find my the guys there. Uh, I'll buy the entire bucket of coffee and we will sit down and talk with those young men. Mm. And I can tell you the conversation in the village has absolutely nothing to do with the conversation at the center stage today. Mm. Yeah, they are wild apart because the conversation in the village is how am I going to get a job for my son? How am I going to get a job and feed my young family? How am I going to get capital and start a small business that Mm. would earn me something? Now, that is a conversation that is in the village. The conversation in the village does not, the the villagers there do not care how many lares Raira Odinga will do. The villagers there do not care how many back and forth the talking, speaking or shout to each other by the two sides of the divide are talking about. Their conversation is how to put a daily bread on the table. Mm. And I believe, and you know, the opposition is around to uh, speak about anything they feel like mm. because the opposition are like, uh, they are like those uh, people who are not invited to a party but from where they are they can see what is happening in the party mm. so they will shout they will say the food was not cooked well <laughs> the people there were not dressed well the music was <laughs> not good they will shout about anything because they are outside looking, looking in. in but government does not have the luxury of taking time to answer the opposition mm. Government has the luxury of delivering on the mandate that we promised Kenyans that we will. Mm. And one of the major platforms that we campaigned on was on how to lower the cost of living. Mm. You'd, I don't expect it to be magical, but I expect to be given hope that something is being done. The rhetoric currently that is on the center stage of the national conversation mm does not inspire hope in Kenyans. What's that rhetoric? Because you're saying what's happening. You see, the rhetoric... The village conversation is not the same as the center conversation. You see, the rhetoric right now 
it is uh, Raila Odinga will shout something today. Mm. Somebody in government or supporting government will take time to answer him. Mm. Raila will respond to what was answered. Mm. And the person who answered him will respond to the response by Raila Odinga. And the cycle continues. Mm. And the conversation on how to help the common Mwananchi is lost somewhere between. And that is the sad state of affairs today. Because let me tell you, for everything to happen in government, Eric, it has to start with a conversation. Mm. Because conversations are the one that drives people into action. Because we will start it as a conversation. That conversation will probably lead us to somewhere where we may need to amend laws, say like our tax laws, all our import laws, all our em employment laws. And then once we get there, we start now talking about what we are meant to help Kenyans. So if something is not on the, on the, on the table where the conversation is happening, it means that that something is being lost in between. And that is, that, that, that is the sad state. Let me tell you, when Kenyans went to the ballot, and one of the things that you cannot deny is that uh, the hope that the new government will bring something better for them is one of the inspirations sending Kenyans to the ballot. Yep. And the moment, as much as hope is very dangerous, because uh, especially hope from Kenyan and African politicians is a very dangerous thing to rely on. But nonetheless, a human being is kept to, to add facing tomorrow because there, hope, there is hope. Mm. Something good will come out of it. And the moment the people at the center of that uh, or, or the people at the center of that conversation do not inspire hope in Kenyans, then there is a problem. I was reasoning to you as I was uh, taking my daughter to school in the morning, uh, just before the MP from Kakamega came, eh? mm. and you are talking about the the, the, the oil, uh, the oil, cooking, the, oil. The cooking yeah. oil, eh? mm. and when you look at the reason why government would import 125,000 tons of oil mm. uh, duty-free. Well, companies, I don't want to mention companies, well, companies that are manufacturing here in Kenya are paying, are being charged about seven or eight levies on the product they, they bring. Mm. There is a very big disconnect between the local manufacturer and government mm. because the people who is selling oil is actually selling oil at a high cost on things that do not actually concern his production. Mm. You have revoked tax on uh, plastic uh, holders, the, those those plastic bottles, the containers. Containers. Mm -hmm. You have revoked tax on uh, all oil producing plants. Mm -hmm. You 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 have revoked tax on equipment that come to do production. Mm. I mean, seven different levies, five of the levies have nothing to do with the producer of that oil. Mm. And this rock of production, they are doing about 1.5 million metric tons of oil production in Kenya, accounting to around 61% of the production. Mm. What if you said, I'll give, uh, allow me to just touch, say like, uh, take uh, Golden or whoever, whichever company, Mm. If a company is giving, is producing in such a magnitude, mm. 
isn't it the work of government to give incentives to that person mm. i mean if you are this company a you are producing about uh, 600,000 uh, tons of oil every year mm. you have employed about a thousand people mm. Is it possible we give you a tax relief so that you can increase production and employ 1,500 people? Mm. You get. Yeah. So, the moment government does that, and a company employed five, employs 500 uh, more employees, government attracts something called pay. No. So, it is a reverse psychology. You don't tax the producer much. You allow him to expand and wait for him at the end. And you take the pay because that particular manufacturer has expanded the tax net for you. Yeah. I mean, these are simple economics 101 that think I, I believe government should apply and this country should move forward. Yeah, indeed, in terms of what should be applied. What do you think then needs to happen? I'm thinking about, you know, when a baby is uncomfortable, something pricks it here or something is too tight, the baby cries out, isn't it? Yes. Until you're forced to do something. And until you do something about it, the baby is going to keep crying. That's the truth. Isn't I'll tell it? you. So what needs to happen in this I'll case? I'll tell you. I have seen the Ministry of uh, Industrialization, Industrialization and Investment have done what you call Dongokudu Investment. Uh, is it uh, economic zones yep. in Mombasa? Mm. It is good to do the economic zone in Mombasa. But as you put up that economic zone, have you put into consideration our power regime? Mm -hmm. Is it favoring the person that is going to do production in Dongokundu? Mm -hmm. Is it going to the tax regime? Is it beneficial to that person who is doing that production? Mm -hmm. This is my belief. If I was part of that ministry, unfortunately I am not, mm -hmm. I am not saying that Dongokundu is not a viable project. By all means, the economists who saw it light have their reasons. Mm -hmm. But this is what I will do. You remember we have now taken back the port activities back to Mombasa and we have left the Naivasha dry port almost uh, dry. zero dry. business. Mm. <laughs> but I don't see it that way. I would put a serious economic zone in the next to Naivasha dry port. Why? Because if I do an economic zone in a Naivasha dry port, I would eliminate somebody called Ketrako. Mm. Ketrako is the camp government uh, parastato that does electric electricity line. Mm. I would eliminate somebody called Kenya Power. Mm. Know what I'll do? I'll have Kenjen because Geothermo is just a few meters away from there. I'll have Kenjen sell power directly to manufacturers. It will reduce the cost of energy by almost 48%. Mm. And then when a manufacturer manufactures at Naivasha Dry Port, he will put his product on the SGR and the SGR will drop that product in Mombasa. Mm. One of the services at Nogokundu, it is go-downs for storage. So that means, why would you want to do go-downs for purposes of just storage? I mean, put that money in a place where somebody can do production, put his uh, goods on the SGR, and the SGR will definitely deliver it on a vessel to whoever it's being exported to. So I'm just saying, one of the best things that we will do for manufacturing, because let me tell you, if you do not work on manufacturing and investment, <coughs> taxing Kenyans is not going to bring this economy back on its feet. Peter, I understand what you're saying. Yes. I'm saying today, yes. 
I mean, and for sure, I, I also am with you there. Yes. There's no route towards being able to work in surplus, which is what you need for development. Yes. Uh, unless you manufacture for you unless you make your own if you continue to buy from somebody else you always continue to be in a, in a depressed state that's that's for sure Perfect. people who've been able to make it we see make it use that <laughs> define that however you wish yes but more often than not their their industries are thriving they're yes. manufacturing they're making their own and exporting yes however today monday the 20th of february uh, cooking oil is this much unga is this much people don't have i mean we've been the last one week we've been talking about how people cannot afford school fees that's the depressed state of the nation today that is the picture of the economy today on one hand there have been what eric has been calling concerts and people have been coming together and saying okay look we've got to cry out about the situation until something be done about it should that be it should the people of the country say look this is enough we cannot you must do something about it or we will stop doing one, two, three. I think... Uh, Is this the stuff that revolutions are made of? I, I think you don't expect it to be magical that today we are in this situation, tomorrow we come out of it. Mm -mm. But what we are saying is there must be seen actions that are promising tomorrow is going to be better that even if we struggle today and tomorrow mm. the day after tomorrow things are going to be better this let me give you an example like right now mm. there is rumors because it's not confirmed by the ministry of industrialization that uh that 126,000 uh, uh, tons of oil has been exempted from all duties and levies mm -hmm. that translates to that the minister has the power to exempt levies and taxes on companies today you have seen a, a company by the name of poor noel closing down because of being placed with a dollar are we looking at the possibilities of uh, helping those companies build up and come up again and uh, give them tax holidays if today you type on that computer or that phone you have you mm -hmm. type uh, something called uganda investment authority mm -hmm. here our neighbor here they have developed what we call economic zones, not just creating land. Like the way we, the other day in Kenya during the previous government, we came and we allocated nations uh, dry shells of land in next to the Naivasha dry port and told them we wanted them to build economic zones. Mm. If you go to Uganda, they are building economic uh, zones. They will. They have set aside land. They have built go down. They have brought power there. If Ratif wants to go and do right industry, like you want to be making fresh doors, for instance, mm. you just need to come with your raw materials, your equipment, and your employees. Warehouse are set. Power is put. It is not the responsibility of an investor to come and do line up at Kenya Power every other day, applying for electricity. <laughs> Government ought to. How many of those? How many of those economic zones that if today uh, Eric wants to produce, I will just come and raise because you are going there. They are giving you a raise of up to thirty years. Mm. But now, an 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 investor in Kenya will come and do his own feasibility study. Uh, will come and uh, develop his uh, business scenario. Mm. Will start the process of certification. He will waste about two and a half to three years doing things that government can do. That's the whole thing. Mm. And um, I mean, 
Have you ever looked at uh, how our fruits are doing in the Amazon online business? We are we are selling some of the best fruits. Mm. But for a producer of fruit in this country is a nightmare. That if today if you want to wake up tomorrow and start exporting orange, you will have to get 15 different certifications. <laughs> and they are not based under the same umbrella. Before you can export one orange from here to the other country. <laughs> so this, what is happening, Latif, is that one of the major things that government needs to relax immediately, that does not require parliament or anybody, it is don't overregulate the industry. If you overregulate the industry, because can you tell me, is it the government overregulating the industry? Is it the market? The no, 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 no. It's a government because we set up. We are the people. It's the government that is uh, setting up these laws. Because I'm asking, if I need to get certification for me to do a business, I don't even have a problem doing 15 certification. But I, 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 I will have a problem. If I have to knock on every door, yeah, fifteen. The doors. cost of the certification. Yes. And so, but if if I can come to one my stop. brother here and apply, and take my licenses on the other end, mm. I don't have a problem. But I am paying for this certification. I have spent four months getting it. I cannot get certification number two without certification number one. Mm. I go to number two. I cannot get number three without number one and two. Until number 15, before number 15 gives you certification, he will have to see the 14 other certifications. That is the tedious <laughs> way of doing business that is uh, making this country become so. So to answer her question is, we have developers who want to come and develop in Kenya. It is not a secret. We have Saudi people from uh, uh, Saudi who want to come and invest. The wealth, the wealth of Saudi Arabian people who are savings of the government, the, the, the people of Saudi Arabia are put, they would want to come and invest here. You have people like uh, uh, from Netherlands, they have some of the best water technologies they want to come and put here. But the, 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 the regulations that we have put, can you tell me uh, who, who, who in his right mind decided that if somebody comes from Belgium, he has to cede that percent of ownership to a Kenyan. For what? He is not that Kenyan you are being told to give that percent ownership for your company to be legitimate here. Is not a career of your vision. He's not a career of your dream. He will probably be what we call brief, briefcase cartels that are frustrating Kenyans here. And I think for me, if I want to start a business in Rwanda or in uh, uh, Marawi or probably somewhere in Gambia or wherever, I just need to have the right papers. Nobody is going to tell me to partner with any Gambian. I will work with anyone that I think is uh, resonating with what I'm doing. But here, the moment you run uh, in the country, <laughs> be thinking who to give you a 30%. I mean, do you know what is 30% in a company? For it's instance, a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot, lot of money. It's but we're not the only country, Peter, that does It's a very big shareholder. We're not the only country that does And then... What is the logic behind it? I mean, what is the thinking behind it? We're not the only one. I don't know. That, admi that amendment also. was... No, no, but ours is very punitive. I mean, if you said 5%, it's fair enough. It's still a very big shareholding. But 5% is, uh, is a very significant uh, shareholding. That somebody 
who has 5% cannot really stop you from doing development. But 30% is a very significant uh, ownership of a company for you to come and give it to a Kenyan who had no idea what is it that you intend to do. <laughs> he just wants to be what you call silent partners. But in Kenya, they are not, not necessarily silent partners. They will be your worst nightmare in terms of certification. They'll be wanting to because get you other out. Other than 30%, they will want to milk you more. They will make the process <laughs> tedious. They will make the process boring. I think... They'll want 100%. Yeah, Let's take so a I, break. I, I, yes, <laughs> I think that is what we, we need to have manufacturers start yeah. doing it in Kenya. This is the Situation Room, the only way to start your day. Cost of living, this is the conversation that um, ought to be front line, front, right, bottom, bottom, left and center. Our <laughs> 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 well, conversation. Okay. Peter mm -hmm. Moshendo is our guest as you continue this conversation, City. You know, the what Peter is saying, mm. not only does it make sense, but it is supported by facts and it's supported by countries right across the globe. People who were economically in a far worse state than we are, far few opportunities, but took a certain path and focused on it mm. and have since grown. Do you know how big Singapore is? Do you know how big Hong Kong is? You know. And those countries have some of the largest volumes of ships coming to those places. Mm. Why? Mm. An island state, meaning it's like a, the country is a town. Okay. Mm. It is because they understood some of these fundamentals. Now, we have a lot more than that. And the thing that you will find puzzling is the very thing that Peter is talking about here. You wonder, now, with all these learned economists we have in the Ministry of Finance mm. and Treasury, because there are many, you cannot say that they do not know what to do. Mm. They do. So the eternal question is, why is it that they don't? You see, the United Arab Emirates, for mm. example, the example he gave about the percentage that foreigners are supposed to give up. Mm. As a foreigner, you could not, this is in the past, more, own more than 49%. Mm. A private company, maximum percentage you'll own 49. Mm. But they changed that. They did that for a season because they needed their people to grow and understand how these things are done. So you yes. come in, they'll have their people there and they're learning. Now it's different. Mm. Now, we seem to be doing the complete opposite. We are regressing. We had ICDC. You know what ICDC was set up to do? The very thing that he was saying. To ensure that commercial and industrial businesses in this country have a financial support. The blueprint has worked elsewhere. We have regressed. You hear of ICDC in pockets. People talk about Kenya National Trading Corporation. It was part and parcel. How do you think they grew? You know? Mm. Yes. There was a government-backed institution that gave it the finances. These eastern countries, well, forget, forget the tigers. You're talking about the big countries like China. You're talking about Japan. Mm. Their government understands their involvement in business. So you cannot find a big corporation that doesn't have a government input. And you know, you know to support your argument, Japan is one of the nations with the biggest external debt in the world. Mm. But that, gov that, that country has not felt the, 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 the weight of paying that debt because they ask for money, not for government projects. They pump that money into companies producing in their countries. Toyota, whoever, name them. 
if there is a problem in Toyota, they know that it is going to mess their economy with almost 18%. So government puts money there to ensure that that company doesn't stop. It is very unfair that you would accept a duty-free of 125,000 tons and you cannot put up money to awake uh, the, the oil refineries in costs. Mm. That is producing here. Because let me tell you, what is the beauty about having manufacturing in your own country? You are going to make sure that that farmer that uh, grows cotton gets value for that cotton. Because as long as that cotton is being processed in the country, there is a available market. Mm. You will uh, encourage people to actually go into cotton business. And we will not have... Let me... Let me you know, I, I don't know that you have been to area of Sultan Hamud head into uh, head into the border. Mm. Which Kuyus, border? Yes, uh, to the... Um, uh, what do you call the place? Uh, not Naitataveta. Emari. Emari. Mm. The areas of Emari. Mm. Kikuyus from our place, from Limuru, Kiambu, all the way even to Kinago, mm. have invaded that place. They are doing tomatoes. They are doing uh, onions in mm. large scales. Right mm. now, everybody, is, it's the season for doing watermelons. Mm. There are people who are even cultivating up to 40 acres. It is very virgin, thousands and thousands of acres, virgin land there. Mm. Government can invest money. The people who are buying those uh, watermelon and onions and tomatoes, they are coming with those vehicles you see with, which are like code rooms. Mm. They buy, they put it on the ships, they take it to the Middle East. You cannot satisfy the market of Middle East with those uh, farm uh, products, products because they cannot grow the, in their country. Mm. We, we keep talking about that the, 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 the disparity between our import and our export. But is it the scene of those importing to our country that we have not elevated our export to the level that would match their import? Because... We are, they are importing what they have done in their country, to mm. our country. Mm. What are we exporting? So I think, if you ask me, uh, during the days of uh, someone who used to call F.T. Nyamo, F.T. Nyamo is the former MP for, is the one who succeeded uh, Wangari Mathai. Tetu. Tetu. Mm. He was the former director of Agriculture Finance Corporation before becoming the member of parliament. Those were the days when AFC used to be AFC. That you city would walk into that place and give a plan on how he needs to do farming. And he'll be given money without uh, being asked so many nonsenses. Today, <laughs> yeah, because you city is coming to will be coming to ask for money to farm, and you are telling him to come with a title D and where he is farming, he has risked the land so he doesn't have the title D. How, how do you expect? So government must be seen to support the initiatives when we talk about that we want to support production in this country. Mm. Uh, we have said that life is very difficult and Kenyans need to put food on the table. Mm. How are we going to make sure? The only way we will make sure Kenyans put food on the table, it is when we get the, them to do something. Mm. Where will that something come from if government number one does not ease the ease of doing business for those who want to come to invest? Number two, have a fund that is supporting initiatives that are supporting farmers. Mm. Today, we have put money in, uh, we put money in uh, pan paper, 
it has not worked it mm. is under private entity now we put billions on mumias it is now on a private entity now we put money on kcc we put on money i mean why can't we put money in places and because government are seriously most of these government officials are, i'll tell you i am in a farming mill daily daily farming mm. We, we, our, our leaders in Limuru Daily Farmers and Cooperative Society uh, did a request to KUSAP, a World Bank supported project. Mm. The World Bank actually accepted to fund us with 100 million, mm. but our project and proposal was 159 million. Mm -hmm. So they needed you to put the seed money of 59 million, and then they, could and then they will put 100 million. 100, yeah. So the, the, the officials went to see the previous Kiambu governor, Dr. James Nyoro, mm. for help because we did not have 59 million. Mm. So government, county government was supposed to give about coolers, milk coolers of about 29 million to the Muru constituency around. Mm. So we asked them, convert this money into uh, equity in the Muru farmers and cooperative, daily cooperative. And then we will be able to raise about uh, the remaining uh, 29 million because that we can ha we, we would have. Mm. So an agreement was done, and we have old bank ready to put 100 million. Mm. So the deadline was this January. Mm. We went and told the new governor, the owner Bukemanu Amatangi, just write a letter to World Bank committing that the 30 million that was promised by your predecessor government will put so that we put our uh, investment our they give us their 100 million the project goes on as the county decides to go that is an initiative that was read by the mp and the mcs to his office mm. but that governor has not seen it necessary to write to the world bank as i sit here Limuru Daily Farmers Cooperative Union has lost a funding of 100 million shillings from World Bank. And you tell us that uh, this county government or their government are very serious about farmers because that particular cooperative has 29,000 farmers. Had, what had the previous governor do, done to advance that conversation? What was he supposed to do? Was he supposed to... So, so what happens is take eh? it to the county assembly. Uh, uh, county yes, assembly yeah. No, no, this. it doesn't. Don't, it doesn't, you see, mm. government had already agreed that they would fund uh, the daily farming in Limuru with coolers. Okay. One cooler is about, I think, is about six, seven million. And this had been appropriated. Yes, in the this has been appropriated in the budget. Okay. And they said we will give about five. I think there were five coolers to the area, Lemuru area, because every cooperative has what you call root numbers. Mm. You come to a place where it's called the gear. There is a root number where collection of milk is done. Mm. Yeah, so for every root, there was going to be a cooler. A cooler. Now, what you needed to do is uh, convert that money that had already been appropriated for daily farming purposes. Because it was not really cast on stone in the budget appropriation that it is it specifically going to be for, for coolers. It was a support as a support initiative for daily farming. Okay. So they just needed to convert that money instead of buying coolers. They invest in uh, value-adding uh, uh, machines within the Limuru processor. I don't know if they have come across a milk called Limuru Fresh. Yes. Mm -hmm. it, th th that is where they, they were to invest. Because mm. if you have a company that is processing milk every day, 
then you don't need coolers because coolers are put if you don't coolers. have where anywhere to take the meal mm. so it is picked and sold to other companies that are doing value addition mm. but because now we would invest in our own company which went under during uh, president uhuru's regime mm. we, we would have now invested that money there and in fact we were supposed to collect about 25,000 liters of milk more to be able to what, feed. what I'm asking is Peter, yes. because we can understand all that yes so governor yes it is not the name it is the office of governor the office of the governor office of governor yes uh, and the county executive yes already decides that this is our program yes we are going to support milk farmers yes. in Limuru yes takes that to the county assembly yes county assembly approves and in fact appropriates yes money yes towards that yes uh, the mca members of parliament the community goes to the governor and they say instead our need is not cooler yes our need is this yes and the same amount of money that has been appropriated would fit into this project yes governor okays that yes by okaying that does the governor sign a piece of paper a decree what does the governor do by saying as a okay? matter of fact that uh, working agreement is signed by the cc of agriculture mm -hmm. on behalf of the governor because he is the person in charge and that was supposed to so, have been in the current financial years it, 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 it was supposed to actually <clears throat> be in the financial year of 2022 mm -hmm. 2023. 2023 this one this one that we are okay that agreement was signed and agreed upon by the honorable governor nyoro okay who was the governor then so so mm. we, we were given a deadline of up to january about i can't remember the the actual date but it is within the month of january mm. when we realize the deadline is approaching and county government has not yet committed to what we agreed upon mm we sent a delegation that involved our committee mm -hmm. the member of parliament the current member of parliament mm -hmm. and all the five mcs uh, from the Rimuru constituency mm -hmm. we said go to the current governor maybe somebody has not reminded him that there exists an agreement between Limuru Dairy Cooperative and uh, the county government mm -hmm. and see where it is so before we went there we had written to the world bank and they had agreed if county can commit to pay the 30 million that they committed to give you will get we will money. allow you to put your money and we will get you the 100 million as long as we have a committal letter from, from the, government. the county government yeah. okay. so that is what we sent the committee led by the area member of parliament Eugenia john kirago to do at the governor's office and they did that meeting as a matter of fact the governor Kimani Matangi undertook to write that letter the following day. What is sad is that a day to the deadline, we decided to pop into World Bank to see whether that letter has been written. Only to be surprised, there has never been a correspondence between the current administration and the World Bank. And unfortunately, the parameters set for KUSA programs cannot be usurped by the fact that our county has failed. So, today as we are speaking, World Bank is somewhere trying to reallocate 100 million to other viable projects because we have a governor who is seated in office who sought to help Kenyans. Because let me tell you the magnitude of the project. Mm. Other than uh, the 20,000 liters of milk that 
currently Muru Daily Farmers Cooperative correct, mm. we would have to correct almost the same amount or more than that amount to make it 40,000 liters every day mm. to feed into the needs of the magnitude at which Remuru Fresher would be producing and processing milk. Mm. So that meant that we would create stations outside Remuru in Kabete. So you would have bought yes, milk from yes, uh, areas Kabete, outside. In, we had already started working on it in Kabete, in Limuru, in Gatondo North and Gatondo South because it is easier to correct, ma, nini, correct milk from Gatondo North and South and connect the rural and come to Limuru. All that area where farming is rapidly because we were not touching the area of Gedongori because they already have Gedongori fresher mm. which is uptaking all their milk. Mm -hmm. This would have had a lipo effect in an extra nine wards that are outside Limuru constituency, meaning we would have increased the farmers who are benefiting from 22,000 to almost 40,000 farmers directly or indirectly. was a letter of commitment. Just a letter of commitment to the World Bank that mm. the county committed to seed 30 million shillings into this project. I mean, and somebody is, pretty, is sitting pretty and waking up every morning and promising people of Kiambu heaven. And what a shame. There was an option to there do, was an option to do it. To actually deliver so, so let me tell you, when we say, and, and I say this, being having supported the Kenya Kwanzaa government and uh, having supported the current president should not turn anybody into a psychophant. As much as you, you, you have some value or some stake in the government, learn to tell your truths because those are the truths that are hurting our people on the ground. Mm. These are, we have written to the Minister of Cooperatives, mm. uh, the, C, the, the CS Cooperatives on, on this matter, mm. because it is a shame a governor who was overwhelmingly elected by the people to come and bring change. And we are not telling you to give us your money. We are telling you to give us part of the our tax money. that we pay, our money. So I will say this on Spice FM, uh, the Honorable Governor Amatangi, from the Remuru people and those who do daily farming in Kenya, feel ashamed. These are the things we are saying. We will keep saying, we will keep shouting. Mm. Uh, I mean, there are people who would expect that when you come to this show, because you, 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 you are seen to be inclined to a certain side, you will come and sing a song of uh, uh, what, what they call a lap dance. Mm. We will not do it and our people are suffering. Because let me, let me tell you, can you imagine if we have actualized that project today, you are saying that you would have hundreds and hundreds of young people who would be doing milk vendoring of milk fresh. Mm. They are farmers who would get value for their money and what they farm. So we will tell government when we feel that government is not working for the interest of Wanjiko, we will see it because the best friend you can have as a governor, the best friend you can have as a president is someone who is telling you the truth right on your face. And I will tell you right now, the conversation that is happening both nationally and counterwise is not inspiring hope. It is not inspiring. It's uh, not connecting with. It those is not in the connecting village. with those in the village because uh, even even investor is uh, coming to the village to invest. Mm. Uh, I, I think it is the onus of county government help that someone set up shop, 
and uptake people who otherwise become your problem. That's true. And they will help you. So it is the owner. That of example the, you've given us. Yes. That one. Yeah. We, we will look for Kimura and i will even send you i will even i will before i leave studio, i will the, send you the all the, the, the letter that we did this. to the counter the communications we did with the counter government yes because uh, some of us are, are, are very allergic to hearsay we only want to speak about facts oh yes we want yes. all the information yes so that then when we invite the county government of kiambu yes when we invite your senator Yes. And you're a member of parliament. Yes. And your MC is. Mm. Those are the questions. Yes. Thank you very much for joining us. Somebody's asking, what's your Twitter handle? That Governor Mushendo. <coughs> now, Governor is... Uh, is Governor Mushendo. Yes. Okay. Yes, G-A-V-N-A or Governor? No, no, no. The, the Full Governor. Governor. Okay. Uh, Nini Dash Mushendo. All right. Yes. Peter Mushendo is a governance expert. He's been our guest this morning. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.